This is Calgary Today with Angela Cocott on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. What a beautiful uh, Monday after a beautiful weekend. Well, of course, we did have the rain overnight, but it looks like when we're looking at the rest of the forecast, we have a pretty decent decent forecast for the rest of the week. Hope you had a chance to enjoy your weekend. And thanks for hanging out with me today. There is a, a great conference going on, put on through the University of Calgary, and it's actually the Congress 26. They are featuring academic presentations throughout the week, and we're doing our best to maybe highlight some of those so that you don't even have to go or be invited to the uh, Congress. You can just tune into News Talk 770. And one that really caught our eye was the whole idea of gender issues in sports. The actual topic was called, when I play soccer, I feel free. I feel as if no one can harm me. Gender, justice, and sports. My guest this half hour is Carlene Pendleton-Jimenez, and she joins me today. She's an associate professor at Trent University. Hello, Carlene. Hello. First of all, correct me if I said your last name incorrectly. Uh, you did great. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I always find if I can throw in an accent, I sound even more authentic. <laughs> Carlene, give me an idea of your area of expertise when it comes to your area of study. So for this research, I um, worked with about 600 kids in mostly rural Ontario. And I did kind of creative writing workshops, discussion, and got them to talk about what gender meant to them. And what did you find out? Um, I found out that gender means, you know, like a million different things. It could mean someone's earrings or someone's um, music taste or, um, you know, someone's hair length. It could mean many things. Mm -hmm. And the talk, as you say, the talk that I was doing today was the part where uh, many of the participants talked about sports. I didn't ask them about sports. I asked them about gender, and they answered with how they felt playing sports. Now, this with, is, sorry, Carlene, is this um, uh, junior high, did you say? This went from grade 4 to grade 12. Grade 4 to grade 12, all right, because I'm just wondering, even if a grade 4 student, if they said, you know, talk about gender, if they'd even understand what it is. Yeah, I used, you know, I'd say... What does it mean to feel like a boy yeah. or to feel like a girl or something mm-hmm. in between? Or, you know, I, I didn't... Yeah, you're right. I used words that... Um, Were applicable to that age yeah. group. Good. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. So so continue on, though, especially as you say, you allowed them to talk about anything, but a right. lot of times they talked about it through viewing it through sports. Yeah, and um, I, I, I'm not like... I didn't begin as a sports scholar. I I mean, I was a kid that grew up in a big sporting town, and I always played sports. But I couldn't deny the fact that so many kids talked about that's what it meant to be a girl or that's what it meant to be a boy, that experience on a team. And I thought, oh, i got to put that down. And I I really think – I started to think about it because this was in schools, right? And I thought, well, sports and phys ed is where they would feel their bodies the most. Mm-hmm. often when we're in the class, we're supposed to pretend like we don't have bodies. Yes. So it made sense to me that they would pick that, right? You uh-huh. know, I mean, I hadn't thought of it ahead of time, but it makes a lot of sense. How so. much, though, did you hear? Because I think if, if you're talking to whether it be boys or girls, were they just naturally thinking about sports within their own gender? Um, like that they belong with the experience. Mm -hmm. It was every kind of experience. There were, uh, people that, you know, there were feminine girls who said dance makes me feel 
from you know like the best girl in town right mm-hmm. you know and um and then there were also experiences where uh people said you know there's boys uh, there's a boy that wants to be a dance and everybody makes fun of him you know so it was everything in between you know i kind of left it open um i have to say you know what on the first day of my research you know i was just getting my feet wet and um um i gave and it's an anonymous activity too so they have room to say whatever they want um and uh, they you often get better stuff if they have the anonymity right and uh, a lot of the girls wrote this was in uh junior high a lot of the girls wrote that they were very angry <laughs> that they could not be on the football team mm. and so i was like oh okay i you know i said okay yeah okay so why are teams separated or not and you know at grade eight is that you know like can you be on it or not? Or, you yeah. know, I'm just kind of listening to them and kind of, you know, reading their words. And it turned out that the teacher in the room was the football coach. So they were actually using the activity <laughs> to send a message, send a passionate plea to be on the football team. And um, the football coach did not want them on the team and made that very clear. And I felt very awkward. Mm. And, um, because, you know, I'm a guest in this person's classroom. Right. Um, but then when I went to the next activity, again, anonymous, they went right back and explained why they should be on the football team. So um, sometimes they use the activity to really um, express their, you know, their activism yes. in a sense, you know. Yeah. Um, so there was that there was that kind of situation where, they're, they're, you know, girls were just not allowed on teams, and some girls wrote about that. There were situations where girls were allowed on teams, but then, like, I had one, I mean, hockey came up, of course, right. very big, uh, you know, it's, it's Canada, and, yeah. um, and uh, this, like, this one kid wrote, he said, he was on a rep team, you have rep teams out here in Alberta? Yes, yep. yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and he said there was um, one girl on his team, they played um, for from 8 to 14. He said every single game they went to, I mean, she was just on the team, it was fine. So in theory, okay, this is a thing. She's not being excluded, it's fine. But it said, she said that every coach would have a comment that would start at, wow, a girl playing, or she shouldn't be allowed to compete at this level. So, Like everyone they played against, that coach would against. say that. Exactly. And all of those kids learned from that. You know, so it's like how the girl feels about that but then even if you integrate you can't just integrate you have to uh i think really educate on like okay how do we not make this person feel like they shouldn't be here i i, I don't know how that girl yeah. felt you know Carlin, um, so you're saying it was an anonymous but they were at least able to say their gender yeah like you see, uh, or were some you just... of them said their gender and some of them didn't right, okay. i assume since this person is saying there was one girl on the team that he was exactly okay good yeah, I, I just wanted to make sure because you know even going back to the fact the football coach was the teacher in one of the classes that you were the guest in I wonder, as much as he just said no, it wasn't an opportunity maybe to have a discussion as to why he doesn't think girls should play on football teams. Um, He definitely gave a speech about why, um, but it wasn't really a discussion. Mm. It was very interesting. They communicated their thoughts through anonymous writing, and when he would speak, they would remain silent. Mm -hmm. And I actually thought, oh my gosh, this is terrible. I've brought this activity in and now they're in a sense they're getting this speech you know Mm -hmm. being told that they 
But um, they were very strong. They were just, oh yeah, okay. And then they would write again, yeah, and we want to have this. So and they and and you know um, they wanted it to be part of my research, right? They wanted the world to. They wanted me to be on the phone with you right now, telling you yeah. the story. So I thought, wow, that's amazing, you know. That um, so it did allow a moment for change and for thinking and. You know. And Carleen, you know, this isn't the first time. You're not the first person to have this conversation no. that it's come out that girls want to play on boys' teams. I'm curious, though, because... 1970s. This, exactly, exactly. You and know, yet I, still very radical. Yeah. yeah. I, and so we've had this conversation, and it seems to go that way, that the girls want to play on the boys' team. Yeah. Did you at all, through all the creative writing exercises, have any cases where boys wanted to do what the girls were doing? Yes, for sure. And um, it was dance, yeah. it was figure skating, um, dance, uh, synchronized swimming, mm-hmm. dance, figure skating, synchronized yeah. swimming. And I feel like, see, the girls were getting, um, you know, uh, challenges and having to fight their way in. Right. But I feel like the the level of hurt I felt uh, directed towards the boys or the level of harm directed towards the boys was much worse yeah. i think because they were um, they were getting things like this like um the sexuality uh, says, there's one boy who dances and he's very good but the other kids boys especially yeah. are constantly teasing him saying he's gay yeah and, and that, that was the other thing we got if somebody stepped out of line then they would say oh the other thing they would often say is that's a girl thing you can't do that you cannot do that that's a girl thing so they would kind of they would use gender and they would use homophobia to say that's not okay and um i mean and i actually when i was doing it i remembered the story of um i think his name is jamie hoobly in ottawa that uh he was a young he was a high school student who ended up committing suicide but the the word and uh, as a high school student he was gay but in junior high he wasn't like he didn't know or you know he didn't say but the only thing that they would target him on was figure skating mm. so they were doing a physical violence in you know like and this was an ottawa suburb suburb against him because he was a figure skater that's how they were directing it so i think that the actual um the the risk or the the possible things that can happen you it felt worse for the boys yeah. that wanted to do um traditionally you know seen as girl things carlene i want to put a pause right there because sure. i want to pick it up after the commercial break we we have we've talked a lot about allowing girls to play male-dominated sports, and we have seen some doors opening in that area. We know that. We have had some girls playing on male hockey teams, and, uh, you know, but I but I always worry about the, the reverse as well. Carlene Pendleton-Jimenez is an associate professor at Trent University. She is my guest this half hour. I'm Angela Cocott. You're listening to Calgary Today on Newstalk 770. Back after this. Carlene Pendleton Jimenez is my guest this half hour. She's an associate professor at Trent University, uh, part of the Congress 2016 happening at the University of Calgary, and just talking about gender justice and sports, which is probably a pretty heavy topic if you're talking to grade 4 to 12, but when you break it down and speak in their language, it's simply how do you feel about your your gender? How do you define your gender? And Carlene, as she said, when she spoke with a number of students through creative writing exercises, it did always seem to come back to how sports makes you feel. And Carlene, I, I was curious though, and I'm glad you were able to touch on that as far as 
if a girl really fights to be part of a guy's hockey team, I don't know if other girls or other guys would necessarily question her sexuality. And yet the reverse occurs if a boy really wants to dance and I'm actually involved in adult synchronized swimming and we do want to see men start to do synchronized swimming. But suddenly if someone ever expressed that kind of an interest, they are probably bullied and their sexuality is questioned. Um, yeah, and I could give you, I could tell you a few things that they said if you want to hear. Yeah, go for it. I um, and I will say a couple of times they, they would question, they would say, I, I have a couple of those quotes too where they would say, well, she shouldn't, she, a girl shouldn't play because she'll be too muscular. They would use the word muscular <laughs> or masculine and it's weird. Yeah. So that yeah. which, yeah, you know, it's kind of getting there. But um, that was, you know, the relatively small compared to how much of the boy stuff would happen. Mm-hmm. So they would say, um, my brother wants to dance, but my dad said, no, you need to play hockey or soccer. Dance is a girl's sport. Mm-hmm. Grade six. Yeah. A boy that goes to dance, does ballet, tap, jazz. Um, he was made fun of at the school, but he is still going to dance. I think that's important, too, because sometimes what you get are the stories where they, they're teased, and so they stopped, and they stopped yes. that part of their life. But you also get the people saying, you know what? I, I'm doing it anyway. Yeah. And um, some of them cited, I don't know if you're familiar with Billy Elliot, the yes. film, the musical, that the musical was playing in Ontario, you know, a few years ago, and they, they would cite him as like a hero in mm-hmm. this regard. Mm-hmm. Um, I like this too. I was watching a show, and at one of the dance studios, they only let girls dance for no reason at all. This was grade five. And I love the, the kind of, again, she's she has power. She has, you know, she's like, that's not okay. They should let them do that, you know. Yeah. I thought that's really good. She's not just taking the rule. Um, another kid says, I like to twirl baton, but was teased at school because of it. As a result, I stopped. Hmm. Baton was classified as a girl thing. Um, and, and see, I really think what, what it really comes down to is how society, how your friends, more importantly, how your parents, how your father, as yeah. you said, that one father said, no, you're not going to do that, that you're okay. going to play hockey. And and so to have this conversation, some people are uncomfortable with it, but what's the matter if your son wants to twirl a baton? Well, I think a couple of things. I mean, I you know, I'm a parent as well, and, you know, you're really protective of your kid, right? Yes. You know, you don't want to see any harm happen to them. So I'm going to give, like, the benefit of the doubt for a lot of parents. They're like, I don't want my kid to be harmed. Mm-hmm. And they know that if they do these... Um, sports that are um, seen as girl sports, they're going to endure teasing. They could endure bullying. So I think some parents are Mm -hmm. just like, whoa, 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 I'm too scared. Maybe I haven't even thought it all the way through, but I don't want my kid. But, you know, like, I, I, I say give the kid as much information as possible and, you know, do your best to protect them. But, you know, I don't think it's protecting somebody to, like, Stop a stop part them. of them. Stop right. that expression, right? Um, because you know what? When you give the example of a girl wanting to play on a male team, yeah. I usually think it's strong parents, strong mother, strong yeah, father yeah. saying, you bet we're going to do this. You yeah. have every right to play on that team, whatever the reason is. And I guess then you got to, we now have to have that conversation more with the the father of the son who wants to do something that is non-traditional to be able to 
say, you know what, That's you right. bet, you're, you're, a, you're a terrific dancer. I remember with my son, I always said, hey, if you have an interest, I know when it comes to the ratio, there are very few male dancers. And they tend to get the better roles because you always need a male dancer. There's That's not enough of them. Yeah. You know, so I always said that. And my, my son always said, yeah, no, I don't want to. You know, so mm-hmm. that was, but not all parents have that conversation. And not all kids want to do it. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And I I also think that um, there's still, uh, I think, the myth um, that a lot of people, and this came up a lot in the research as well, they think, I know it sounds even ridiculous to say it, but they think if their boy is doing ballet, it's going to, like, turn them gay or make them gay, right? And so some of the teaching was just saying, look, um, these two are not, one does not lead to mm-hmm. the other. You know, if that, like, you can't be, like, like if you're a straight guy and you're like, oh, I want to be gay, you can't just, like, start doing ballet. And it's going to happen. <laughs> it's gonna, like, it's, you know, when you say it that way, it sounds really silly, but I think inside people, oh, if I let that kid do that, then that's going to say something about their sexuality, which it just does not. Yeah. It doesn't, that's not the way it works. Carlene, I'm getting a few you know? texts here I wanted to share just before okay. we run out of time. Uh, sure. It says, your guest is speaking in general terms. What type of numbers are we speaking of? What percentage of boys want to get involved in traditional female activities and vice versa? I'm all man. I'm an excellent cook. I've always done my own sewing. Other activities considered for the other gender. These skills help me be independent. And Carlene, I don't know if you do have specific numbers. I think you were just seeing how when they spoke of their gender, some were saying they wanted to do what the other gender was doing. Uh, Yeah, I worked with about 600 kids. Mm -hmm. I would say... Very few of them spoke about this. You know, I had to hunt for these um, within my data. It wasn't a matter of how many, to me, like it was a matter of if they did want to do these, you know, traditionally girl sports, the consequences they face. Mm -hmm. And again, I I didn't ask them specifically about sports. This is how they were expressing their can you know their gender to right me, right it so just they, so happens it yeah. comes out of sports but it could have been That's someone right. saying um i think girls wear earrings and boys don't you know whatever wear, yeah. whatever it is it's the way they view gender you know another person and i, I want to call out this texture on it your guest used the word like homophobic to describe someone with a different opinion which i don't think you said that was a different opinion you just said that could be seen as a homophobia but this person says that's bullying people by trying to shame them for having a different opinion on a matter of behavior i I don't. I, I always worry when people say just because you wor- use the word homophobic, yeah. they call they jump to the conclusion that you're bullying them because you have a different opinion. You're not. You're just saying that's no, a, a description and of what people are in yeah. fear of. That homophobia really relates to um, like a fear, harm around yeah. sometimes fear, but sometimes yeah. just anger, sometimes mm-hmm. hate. And I, I just have to say too, like. When I teach this stuff, I don't bully. I do the opposite. And um, one of the reasons why is I grew up um, in a very, um, like, as a very homophobic person. You know, I said, uh, I grew up saying, you know, bad things were gay and, you know, saying fag and all of that. And that was part of, like, my childhood. Yeah. And and I say that because I think people think, oh, there's these people that know all the right words and these other people that don't have the right words and they're called homophobic. And it's like, no, none of all of us are learning this stuff. Yeah. We're all trying to get better at this and yeah. this, you know, like, and I totally know where that person is coming from because I know when people feel shut down or they feel like they don't have enough information and 
you know, and feel hurt, you yeah. know, and I really try to do the opposite. So, Carlene, I'm, I'm glad we had some time here uh, to talk about this interesting topic. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for the invitation. You bet. Carlene Pendleton Jimenez, she is at Trent University, and we're back after this. Calgary Today with Angela Cocott, weekdays at 3 on News Talk 770 Calgary.